ESPN, Trey Matthews is coming for you. I have a lot to say in terms of your overall portrayal of the NHL because you have a seven-year deal with a great league and you are doing absolutely nothing to help its identity. What do I mean by that? We have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devil with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chalky, play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And I want to center this episode on the overall television deal that the NHL has with ESPN. So as you guys already know, the NHL is currently in its first year of its $1 billion media rights package with ESPN and Turner Sports. And so far, uh, the reception has been... Let's just say, uh, to put it nicely, not all that good. And I'm going to use my platform to basically provide my perspective and basically the frustrations of other people. So here's the thing. When this was first announced uh, a little over a year ago that uh, ESPN and the NHL were going to be coming to a deal, I was really excited because there's just so many angles that you could take this because I I think the biggest example that I used was that uh, Disney owns the rights to ESPN. So I'm just thinking that, you know, maybe they could pick a hockey player, maybe like Connor McDavid or someone like that. They could do an overall documentary, maybe a come up story, maybe make another movie, because as you guys know, the Mighty Ducks, that is a Disney film. So I was just really excited about this overall television deal. But now that everything is coming to fruition, it started off pretty decent, but it's kind of gone downhill. So a good example would be like every time the Devils uh, have a game on ESPN, the reception, not so good. Like I'm hearing a lot of people saying that they're just going to mute the game or maybe listen to it on the radio, wherever the case might be, because they do not want to listen to the television broadcast that ESPN is providing. And quite honestly, I can't really blame them in that regard. It's like, look, I'm an inspiring play-by-play announcer myself. So I'm not here to slander anyone. I'm not here to put anyone down. I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad, but I am entitled to my opinion. And here's uh, where I stand on the overall broadcast for ESPN. It's been terrible. And not just the broadcasting aspect of this television deal, but the overall portrayal of the NHL has been terrible in general because there's just uh, very minimal that ESPN is doing with the NHL right now. I feel like they could be taking this in so many different directions. They can be uh, expanding a lot more with the NHL, just trying to, uh, you know, instill it into the minds of youth uh, people or, you know, young adults or just adults in general who are looking for a new sport. And just having it on ESPN Plus, that's the bare minimum. Can't you do a little bit more? Because right now I'm taking a sports marketing class. And if I've learned anything in my sports marketing class, is that, you know, one of the things that drives an audience, one thing that drives a fan base is rivalries or maybe the history of a team or overall just the team structure, which is, you know, the no duh answer. But the one thing I want to see ESPN highlight a little bit more is rivalries. Like, you know, we have so many rivalries out there. So I, I guess a rivalry that I'll, I'll use an example of the New Jersey Devils is the New York Rangers, the Hudson River rivalry, because, you know, there's a lot of history there. We're in close proximity with one another, but the Rangers and Devils, no bueno, don't like each other. So there's something you can highlight. I'm not saying it has to be Devils and Rangers. Obviously, one team is better than the other. But at the same time, that's an example, because now you can 
you know, inform your uh, uh, your audience, like, why do the Rangers and Devils not like each other? Why is it called the Hudson River rivalry? Like, wh wh what's the history behind it? Like, you know, how did that come into fruition? That's the one thing that I want to see ESPN do more with the NHL, which is highlight rivalries. Or another thing you can highlight is the overall history. Like, uh, you know, inform some of your audience the, the history of the original six. Like, how did that come to be? Like, why are they called the original six? Because they're the first hockey teams to, uh, you know, establish the NHL. So there's another thing you can highlight right there, because one of the reasons why on this network, why, you know, shows like Locked On, Blackhawks, Locked On, Maple Leafs, you know, those teams could be bad or, you know, I'm not saying they are bad, but at the same time, they still draw a lot of audience attention because there's a lot of history with those teams. Right? And, you know, there's a huge fan base. There's a huge following. So there's something you can highlight despite the Blackhawks not being good, despite them being in the middle of their scandal, whatever the case might be, because they've had a rough year, to say the least. They're still going to get a large audience or a large fan base because they're an original six team. The same could be said for the Detroit Red Wings, a team that's, you know, I would say mediocre, a team that's not really a threat or anything. They have a couple nice young assets and they're a nice team on the come up. And, you know, they've had a nice history of going to the playoffs for like 20 straight years. But at the same time, the reason why they could be so bad and still have a large audience is because there's a market for that. They're, they are one of the most uh, popular NHL teams because they're an original 16. There's a lot of history. They're close to Canada. So, you know, things of that nature. And or, or the Montreal Canadiens, another original 16, went to the Stanley Cup Finals last year. And this year they are struggling. They are a piss poor team, but they're still going to gather a lot of audience attention. You know, that's something else I've learned in my sports marketing class, which is, is that, you know, overall, it's just like despite a team not being good, it could still be recognized. It could still, you know, get a lot of jersey sales. It could still get a lot of ticket sales. It could still get butts in the seats just based on their team identity alone. So ESPN, like try to capitalize on that a little bit more. Try to learn more of the history of, you know, the original six. Try to learn more history on these rivalries. Try to, you know, find a player to highlight because everyone loves a good come up story. That's what makes sports sports. So I'll use another devil's example. Look at someone like Sharon Govich. Look at someone like Brock. They were drafted late in their respective draft classes. No one anticipated for them to have uh, the careers that they're having so far, albeit, you know, Jesper Brock is establishing himself more in the NHL. But did anyone anticipate for Jesper Brock to have this huge of a step in his game? I certainly didn't. I thought he would, you know, improve because, you know, he's just healthy this year or, you know, uh, prior to these last couple of games. And then, you know, uh, Pavel Zaka is moving away from the center position and he's moving to a winger position. I thought the addition of Tomas Tatar could help the Devils in that regards, too. I expected Jesper Brock to take a couple steps ahead because, you know, he's a legitimate two-way player. Same with Nico Heizer. But I did not anticipate for him to be a borderline all-star. I did not anticipate that. If you were to tell me that at the beginning of the year, I would say you are full of baloney. Seriously. Because I did not expect that from Jesper Brock. But there's something you can highlight. A come-up story. Because you know where Jesper Brock was drafted? He was drafted in the sixth round. Do you know the chances of you uh, being drafted in the sixth round and actually making it to the show and playing in an NHL game? I think it's less than 10%. It's not high. And, you know, stuff like that doesn't happen every day. So there's another thing you can highlight. You know, highlight some of the come-up stories because, you know, people need role models. People need, like, a player to gravitate towards. Uh, you know, they need a hero. They need a villain. They need a come-up story. They need, you know, a team to root for, to boo against, whatever the case might be. And you're not doing that. You're not highlighting any of those teams. Like, who's the hero in the NHL right now? Who's the villain in the NHL? What's a team that everyone can agree that they like? What's a team that everyone can agree that they dislike? 
and you know things of that nature. What's a what's a rivalry that I would be looking forward to to watch on Thursday night or Friday night or Saturday night, whatever the case might be. You know what what's uh, something I could look forward to in the NHL, and I feel as though ESPN is not doing the best of uh, job of just portraying that. It's not just the broadcasting; that's part of it. But here's another thing that I'm kind of frustrated by. Have you ever turned on First Take or watching the the Stephen A. Smith show on ESPN Plus, wherever that airs? Have you ever seen Stephen A. Smith just talk about hockey in a serious manner? Like, he's done a couple segments, but they were like, you know, it was a complete joke. And it wasn't uh, taken seriously. He didn't know anything about hockey. He knew a, a couple things. Like, you know, he knew uh, the dynamic duo pair of McDavid and Drysaddle. And, you know, that's a good start and all. And he compared the Toronto Maple Leafs to his uh, hatred uh, towards the Dallas Cowboys because, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs, that's, uh, I believe that's Canadian's team, uh, you know. Uh, because they anticipate a lot from the Toronto Maple Leafs, but they always fall flat on their face. They have not gotten out of the first round since 2004. They haven't won a Stanley Cup in decades. I believe comparing them to the Dallas Cowboys is a good example because the Dallas Cowboys, as Stephen A. Smith would describe them, that's America's team. Everyone loves the Dallas Cowboys. However, they always fall short of expectations despite them, uh, you know, being somewhat high in the in the power rankings or things of that nature. So it's just like, you know, I, I love it when Stephen A. Smith did a segment like that, albeit it was very vague. It, it didn't go into much detail, but do something like that. You know, like, um, you know, it doesn't have to be Stephen A. Smith per se, because I would rather uh, him not talk about hockey because he doesn't know much about it. But can you hire maybe a couple of guys or a couple of girls, whatever the case might be, who do know a thing or two about hockey? Give them their own ESPN show, whether it's on ESPN Plus or you know, the, the actual ESPN network. So that way we can, you know, draw a bigger market to hockey. So that way people have more things to talk about. So when people complain about the broadcast, they're absolutely right. The broadcasting is terrible and it needs to be better because I can't tell you guys the amount of times I've watched an NHL game on ESPN plus, and they've relayed the wrong information. I'm just like, you didn't even take the time to research and say that is incorrect. My, my guys at locked on red rings can attest to that because uh, just recently they had one of their games featured on ESPN and it was incorrect. They, they put up a stat that was not right. So, you know, I get mistakes uh, happen, but you got to make the initiative to just do better in that regards. So like, like I said, it's another thing that I just want that to be highlighted in terms of just what ESPN can do better. So you're right. It is the broadcasting. It is the portrayal, but at the same time, ESPN is not taking the time to just highlight certain aspects. Like, like I said, I know I sound like a broken record when I say this, but it's so true. Highlight the rivalries, highlight the hero, uh, highlight the lovable losers. You, you know, the Chicago Cubs are described as the lovable losers because prior to 2016 or whenever they won the uh, World Series, uh, they, they always fell flat on their face. There was the big curse, yada, yada, yada. And yet everyone still loved the Cubbies. They wanted them to win. They were the lovable losers. Who's the lovable losers in the NHL? What's a team that everyone loves, but they just know is not going to win the Stanley Cup Finals? Find a hero. Find a villain. I remember when LeBron James, I'm a big LeBron James fan. When he played for the Miami Heat, he was the villain of the NBA. Then a few years later, it was Kevin Durant. He was the villain of the, uh, of, of the NBA when he went to the Golden State Warriors. Who's the villain in the NHL? Like, I want to know that. 
So it's like Marion Hosa. He pulled the Kevin Durant before Kevin Durant pulled the Kevin Durant. Because remember, he played for uh, – I, 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 pardon me if I flip-flop this, but didn't he play for the Pittsburgh Penguins at first? They lost to the Detroit Red Wings in the Stanley Cup Finals. And then the very next year, he went to join the Detroit Red Wings. And then he ended up uh, uh, being on the losing uh, end of the stick once again as the Pittsburgh Penguins were able to get the revenge on the Detroit Red Wings. Marion Hosa pulled the Kevin Durant before Kevin Durant pulled the Kevin Durant. So talk about that. Talk about, you know, betrayals, heartbreak. Talk about free agency news. Talk about the draft. I would love for the ESPN to just, you know, give NHL a shot. You have a great opportunity right here. If you guys recall, for any of my avid listeners who've been listening to me for uh, over a year now, I had Craig Custance on the show. He used to be a reporter for ESPN. He said at the time, the reason why ESPN couldn't talk about the NHL was because they didn't really have the rights to the NHL. So they, th- what they could talk about was very limited. Now you do have the rights to the NHL, and you can talk more about it. But just putting all the games on ESPN+, Plus, just talking vaguely about it, just posting a highlight when it best suits your interest on Instagram, Twitter, whatever the case might be, doesn't do you any justice. That doesn't appeal to an audience. That doesn't teach anyone anything about hockey. No one even knows half the players in the NHL. And that's sad. So the one thing I just want to, I want ESPN to do more about is just, you know, highlight some of those aspects. You know, find the lovable losers, find the hero, find the villain, find, uh, the, you know, the, the future of the league, which is, you know, Connor McDavid. But, you know, find some of those things you could talk about. Find some of those minuscule st- stats. Like, could Connor McDavid surpass Wayne Gretzky? Definitely, probably not. But at the same time, there, that's something you could talk about. So when, when people complain about the overall broadcasting of ESPN, I say you're absolutely right, and you do have a right to complain about that, but that's only a minuscule thing. There's just so much more that ESPN can do, but they haven't done yet. And I think it starts with just highlighting some of those categories I spoke upon about, because you guys uh, can't deny that ESPN hasn't really done that. So, like, it, I, I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. Who's the hero in the NHL? Who's the vil- villain in the NHL? Who's the lovable team? Who's the most hated team? You know, I, uh, who's the biggest rivalries? Or, you know, one of the things they did at the beginning of the year, they talked about the Seattle Kraken. But I said that that promotion is going to be short-lived. I love the Seattle Kraken because, you know, I love my mentor and things of that nature. But let's face it, they botched the expansion draft. And I just said they're not going to be a good team. You know, they're going to have all this marketing towards them. They're going to have all this attention towards them. And they're going to fall flat on their face because they just do not have the firepower. So just think about that momentarily, and it's time for the first live read this morning, and it comes from our friends at Built Bar. So this is the time of year that I pretty much have given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It definitely uh, feels like it's not a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you ever tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out. One of Built Bar's best-tasting protein bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamon, churro, coconut, marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your new favorite flavors. All Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included. 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar could be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most Bilt Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. And they have so many delicious flavors from mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new this month, white chocolate, cookies, and cream. They have all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If you think a flavor might be good, they'll definitely make it. It'll be delicious. It'll be good for you. I don't know how they do it, but somehow, someway, they always find a way. So the offer is go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, 
and you'll get 50% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. And now the second live read this morning comes from our friends at BetOnline.net. Please remember to gamble responsibly. So it's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is, is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and props, uh, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. They had those everywhere in Sin City. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, so let's get back to my overall marketing issue. So one thing that I had an issue with the NHL and ESPN just marketing this team was the Seattle Kraken. And because, like I said before the live reads, I, I said that the Kraken, they're not really going to be that good of a team just based on the roster pieces that they have surrounded. And it would have taken a miracle for them to, you know, be one of the top teams in the NHL or do what Vegas did in their inaugural season, which is, you know, go to the to the Stanley Cup finals. I just said it's not going to happen. And, you know, I'm not trying to thrash on the Seattle Kraken. I'm not trying to do any, um, you know, uh, belittling, but it's just true. They, they, they weren't going to be that good of a team, but. You know, I'm seeing all these commercials. I'm seeing all these ads for the Seattle Kraken. That's great and all. And I love that. And, you know, I love that the Seattle Kraken were featured on uh, national television for a few of their games. But at the same time, you can't just highlight the Seattle Kraken because once the Kraken became bad, guess what? The commercials pretty much went away. The the hype around them pretty much went away because they weren't that good a team. And it just fell out of the narrative of ESPN just finding that marketable team. And there's nothing wrong to that. More power to the Seattle Kraken. But if it goes back to what I said, you know, a, a lot of times in this episode, which is, you know, you got to find other teams to highlight. So when looking at the New Jersey Devils, who's the hero of our team? Jack Hughes. Or who's the feel-good story? Who's the uh, underdog story? I would say it's Jesper Brat. Who's the villain of our organization? Well, you know, I don't think he's a villain, but he certainly could be the scapegoat. Maybe Lindy Ruff, just because, you know, every time the Devils go on a poor stretch of games, uh, the first person to be blamed is usually our head coach, Lindy Ruff. So, you know, there's a few narratives right there. Who are some of our rivals? Well, you know, obviously you got the New York Rangers. You got the Philadelphia Flyers, um, you know, based on what Scott Stevens did to uh, Lindros uh, uh, or, you know, the history of the Rangers and the um, and the Devils, like, you know, dating back into some playoff series, whatever the case might be, uh, you know, Marty Brodeur. Um, you know, those are some things you can highlight from the Devils organization. So my thing is, is like, it's not that hard. You just got to find some other teams to market. I'm not saying market the New Jersey Devils because right now we don't deserve to be marketed because let's face it, no one's really going to be, um, you know, coming to our organization in droves quite yet. We're, we're on the come up. We, 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 we're starting to be that feel good team, but for right now we're far from it. So pump the brakes a little bit, not trying to, you know, make this a New Jersey Devils type of episode, just saying like uh, in general, the ESPN, this is just a few examples that they could do. This is a few directions that they could potentially take this in. So, like I said, I love this new television deal that ESPN and the NHL has put out. But I would just like to see them uh, take it in a few other directions. Because let's face it, guys, do you think ESPN Plus is going to reach a lot of households? Like, how many of you actually pay for your ESPN Plus accounts? Or how many of those accounts are free trials? And, you know, just using multiple emails just to get that free trial. Just asking. Because, you know, you do have to pay a certain fee to, to get ESPN Plus. Another thing I want to see is, like, where's Disney Plus? Like, you know, do more movies. Like, 
it, tell the history of the Mighty Ducks. Like, why the Mighty Ducks are a real team, albeit they're not called the Mighty Ducks anymore, but the Anaheim Ducks, and we're about to play them. There's your story right there. So my thing is, like, you know, uh, ESPN, uh, NHL, like, you cannot be satisfied with how this uh, package is getting off right now. And quite honestly, you know, if this is the continued trend for the next seven years, what a waste of a billion dollars. So like I said, I love the potential that the NHL has. And I was so excited when this deal first came into fruition just because I was like, finally, you know, we're going to be on a much bigger platform. We're going to reach more households. There's definitely going to be more talk. There's going to be more hype surrounding the NHL. We're not just going to be known as a fighting league. Like, look, I get it. Fighting is part of the NHL, but I don't want that to be the identity. I want people to actually, you know, watch a hockey game and just like, you know, actually enjoy the fast pace of the game, enjoy the tactics and enjoy the, um, you know, the the bumps and bruises along the way. Because that's like saying you like to watch NASCAR, but you only watch them for the crashes. Well, you know, if you like it for the crashes, tune into Daytona or Talladega. But they only that that's only a, a four race schedule out of 36 potential races, because some races, you know, don't have that many cautions. Some races only have one or two cautions, and then, you know, the, the contemporary caution, the, the competition caution, caution excuse me. So, and, and that's when they automatically throw the yellow flag and just say, hey, we're, we're going to, you know, just have everyone come down to pit road. You, you know, for any of my avid NASCAR listeners, you, you probably uh, know that already. But, you know, like I said, the example I said was that's like watching a NASCAR race and you're just only in it for the crashes. I don't want people to watch hockey and only be in it for the fighting. I want them to actually genuinely get invested in the sport. Like, you know, AJ Galanti, he said that the, one of the reasons why he got into hockey and why he was so big on the Danbury Trashers when he was general manager for them was that he was inspired by the movie The Mighty Ducks. So why not make another movie like that? Or, you know, I, I know that they're doing their series on Disney Plus. Haven't seen it, but still, it's just like, you know, I wish they could do more with the sport of hockey. And, you know, maybe do another film that is sort of similar to the Mighty Ducks, if, if that makes sense. So my overall thing is, like, I want to see Disney Plus maybe make a documentary or ESPN Plus make a documentary on a hockey player or a come up story or, you know, maybe hire a few former uh, NHL players or, you know, hire a, a few uh, NHL broadcasters or uh, news reporters and have them have their own NHL show on on ESPN plus and it sort of be like a first take it doesn't have to be like five days a week maybe like once a week and you know start small see if there's a market for that and, and just see if maybe you have something there so that's how I would you know go about it so like I said I love this uh television package and I haven't given up on it yet but I just want to see more so when you complain about the broadcast yes but I'd say that's only a fraction of it there's still way more that the NHL and ESPN could do. So I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. What do you think of the television package deal with ESPN and Turner Sports? Because remember, this is a seven-year deal. It's worth a little over of a, of a billion dollars. And right now it's not off to the best of starts, but we still have six more years, quite honestly. So it's just like, um, barring anything catastrophic happening, I, I think they'll get better. They're just crawling before they walk. But I just want to see a change come next season. I want to see more action. I want to see more certain aspects highlighted. I want to see more documentaries. I want to see more excitement surrounding the NHL because it deserves it. So I don't want someone to just tune in and just watch the fights, quite honestly, because it's not the WWE. It's not. 
This is hockey, a different uh, sport. Then again, the WWE is fake and staged, but still, you, you, you get what I'm saying. So curious to hear your guys' thoughts. So if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment below. And if you're listening to a podcast uh, streaming site, please uh, hit me up on my personal Twitter page, at TreyMatt4, uh, right there, or, or uh, uh, the show's uh, Twitter page, at Devils. I'm curious to hear you guys' thoughts on the overall handling of ESPN and NHL currently, because like I said, seven-year deal worth a bit over a billion dollars, and I would like to see more excitement. I want to see uh, a Gary Thorne type of announcer. I want to see a Doc Emmerich type of announcer, because they would love something like this, and I'm, it's a shame that Gary Thorne isn't doing as many games as he used to, and also Doc Emmerich is retired, so I know it's a bit of a long stretch, but maybe you could convince one of them to maybe do one hockey game, just, you know, and I would like to see more uh, hockey games on TV, you know, because uh, at one point they had a few nationally televised games at the beginning of the year, and then they didn't have another one until, like, what, January or February, and I said that's just, that's not how you do it, so... Here's to your guys' thoughts. That's my overall rant of an episode on how ESPN and, uh, and NHL has uh, gone off on their partnership. So let me know what you guys think after today's episode. That's all the time I have for you guys. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.